Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Albert Hainsworth's SUV, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Good evening, Jen. How are you tonight? I'm okay. How are you? Good. There's there's a lot of room back here in Albert Hainsworth's SUV. He's a pretty big guy, you know. Yeah, and he's got plenty of time to hang out and drive around now. So He does. Apparently, he's trying not to have so much time to do that because he's trying to I guess, get himself reinstated, although Lord knows why he would want to do that at this point. I'm not sure if he still gets paid or not uh, when he's suspended, but uh, any, probably not. But anyway, what does he care? He's got $100 million and Well, he doesn't have $100 million, not, not too much. I think $40 million of that is guaranteed. But enough about Albert Hainsworth already. We've got a busy week of action here to talk about. So why don't, you show, why don't you set up the show and tell us what we're going to be talking about tonight, since I don't know. Well, today is our 20th show already. It seems like the time has flown, and we'll be doing exactly the same thing we always do. <laughs> We're going to go through all the matchups and games for this week, tell you who's smart to play and who's not. I'll go through another mile-long list of injuries. We'll give you some ideas for waiver wire pickups. Since there are a million injuries, as usual, you'll probably need to fill some holes. And if you want to be a part of the show, feel free to contact us throughout. We'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are all season. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. Or you can call in at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Ask us any of your burning fantasy questions. And we're here every Sunday morning on our Twitter account if you have any questions about who to start or who to sit right up until games start at 1 p.m. And if you can't get enough of us that way, you can visit the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog and you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. And I guess we should just jump right into the injuries and benchings and player news. And We got a ton of it. You touched on Albert Hainsworth has been suspended without pay for the rest of the season, albeit that's four weeks and about a million dollars to him. But for regular people, that's a ton of money. Uh, although he, he almost never plays since he doesn't like to play on most packages and now he doesn't want to talk to Mike Shanahan anymore. So I don't think the defense is going to look too much different. He hasn't really been around much. Uh, One person who is going to have a different-looking team this week is the Chiefs, where Matt Castle had his appendix taken out this morning. He says he's still trying to play. The Chiefs put him at about 50% playing this week, but I really don't think there's any way that can happen. Um, You might remember a few years ago, Ben Roethlisberger had his appendix out September 3rd, and he didn't play his first game till the 18th, so... For what that's worth, I think we're going to be seeing Brody Croyle this week. Uh, he is 0-9 as the chief starter, so there's Well, Ben that. Roethlisberger <laughs> would still play even if he were decapitated. I think he'd still start the next week, but go ahead. Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, he, you may have seen he got his nose broken on the first drive this week. He had surgery on Tuesday morning to fix that back up, and he may miss practice time this week. He didn't practice today, but he is still going to play this week even though he just had his face operated on. Um, Cowboys lost Des Bryant to a fractured right ankle this week. He was put on IR today. He's done for the year. 
I wish we could give back that Colts victory to have his ankle in one piece, but unfortunately we can't do that. Giants wide receiver Steve Smith and his torn pectoral muscle ha- are doing significantly better. He took all of the reps today in practice instead of the 20% he was supposed to. He may be returning earlier than expected. That's something you can check on Sunday morning. The Colts side running back Dominic Rhodes to fill in their decimated backfield, and we'll see if we see him at all this week. I would think probably another week, but... Uh, Arizona placed their quarterback Max Hall on IR and signed Richard Bartell this week. Um, the Vikings quarterback, Brett Favre, I don't know if you've heard about it. He's got a sprained shoulder. It's his throwing shoulder. He can't lift his arm really? his head right now. <laughs> he's questionable for this week. Allegedly, this is an injury he's never actually had before, which I find hard to believe, but I think he probably will at least take a few snaps this week. He's like a cockroach. He's indestructible. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Dolphins often injured quarterback Chad Pennington had shoulder surgery, or he's going to have it tomorrow. Um, He's apparently 50-50 considering retirement as an option for his future, although he's not making any decisions yet. Colt McCoy and his high ankle sprain out in Cleveland is still claiming he's trying to play this week. Uh, I doubt he is able to, but he hasn't practiced yet. It looks like Jake DeLome is still going to be the starter there. Detroit's Matt Stafford began throwing this week. Drew Storen's still going to get the start. It's going to be a second straight week starting, um, but that's good news for Stafford. Arizona's Derek Anderson has a concussion. He has not been cleared to play, and like I said, Max Hall went on IR, so it looks like Richard Bartlett, or Bartell and John Skelton are going to be splitting snaps all week in practice. I don't know who's starting either way. Probably not a good fantasy option. Uh, Calvin Probably Johnson, not. <laughs> Calvin Johnson's got an injured groin. He was limited in practice. I don't think it should be an issue come Sunday. Reggie Wayne was also limited. Uh, he's listed as questionable with a knee injury, but he's been taking a fair amount of reps. He should play this week. T.O. limited like the others with a knee injury, but he will likely play this week. Texans' Andre Johnson is day-to-day with that ankle injury. He's been playing through it. I don't see why he wouldn't again this week. In news that might be exciting to the Sherpa, <laughs> Hakeem Nix participated in 60% of drills this week. He's hoping to play uh, on come Sunday, but that's something you should probably check on. Percy Harvin missed last week's game with migraine. He didn't practice today, but he is expecting to play Sunday, barring un- any unforeseen incidents between now and then. Austin Colley and his concussion is officially out for tomorrow night's game. Uh, he's hoping to play next week, though. We'll see. Dolphins wide receiver Brandon Marshall and his hamstring were limited at practice, but he did practice, which is a step in the right direction. He is questionable for this Sunday. Wide receiver Brian Hartline, also in Florida or in Miami, he's got a broken finger. He, Some people are saying he had surgery on it yesterday. Uh, some people are saying he didn't. Either way, they're calling it day-to-day. I doubt he plays, though. I hope uh, he Mike knows. Sims, <laughs> yeah, I hope he knows. <laughs> Mike Sims-Walker, who was a surprise inactive last week uh, with an ankle injury, was limited. He should be okay. It's a good step in the right direction. Hopefully he plays Sunday. Um, Kenny Britt is going to return tomorrow versus the Colts. Uh, How much he plays, Jeff Fisher has said it's pretty much up in the air. He hasn't played in six weeks. They're not sure where his conditioning stands. Um, I don't really know. that. It's a risk you may or may not take. Giants' Ahmed Bradshaw has a wrist injury, didn't practice, expects to play. 
Ryan Terrain in Washington is coming back from a hamstring injury likely this week. Um, he has been gone for several weeks, so again, not sure how much playing time he actually gets. Cowboys' Marion Barber with the calf injury didn't practice. He's not going to play. Tashard Choice was too good to usurp him. Colts tight end Jacob Tammy's got a hamstring issue. He was limited, and it's questionable for tomorrow night. That's something that's going to go right up till game time. Jason Witten in Dallas has a high ankle sprain. He's going to play despite it. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, Todd Heap is likely out for Monday night's game. He pulled his hamstring this week. That's a big loss for the Ravens. And the Falcons tight end Tony Gonzalez has an ankle injury. He didn't practice. He is questionable, and nobody's really sure how severe the injury is, so that's something you're going to have to check on. And Colts running backs Mike Hart with his ankle injury and Joseph Vidai with his neck injury are both out for tomorrow night's game. So it's going to be Donald Brown and Javaris Jones splitting carries, although Donald Brown is hobbled with an ankle injury. They're saying he's questionable, but he's definitely going to play. He practiced. Seattle wide receiver Mike Williams has an ankle injury. He's questionable, did not practice. It's looking like he may not play. And Chargers tight end Antonio Gates with his various leg, ankle, foot injuries is expecting to play this week. And in other football news, Josh McDaniels lost his job this week, as you probably have heard by now. The running back coach, Eric Studesville, is going to be taking over for the remainder of the season. And former Cowboys quarterback Don Meredith passed away this week, which is very sad. Yes, it was. I think we finally reached the end of the line on the injuries. (laughs) You know what I think is going to happen with the Giants? I think Steve Smith is going to come back, he's going to score a touchdown, and he's going to flex, and he's going to re-injure himself and be out for the season. That that would be awful. (laughs) That would be. (laughs) Don't say it. It might happen. (laughs) No, if I say it, it won't happen. But anyway, why don't we dive in? Yeah, let's get let's get right into it. Um with our our Thursday night game again this week. Remember to set your lineups. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have Peyton Manning as your quarterback, you might want to do that, especially if you're uh, in the playoffs this week. So, Indianapolis at Tennessee the Thursday night game this week. I know Indy's looked pretty horrible primarily on defense, although Peyton Manning has been pretty un-Peyton-like the last couple weeks, but I think they're going to bounce back and and uh, win this game pretty handily. I'll go with the score of Indianapolis 31, Tennessee 21. Um, I don't know if I believe that Tennessee can score 21 points. They just seemed to absolutely quit last week, and I think Indy's going to just crush them. I know Peyton Manning has not looked Peyton Manning-like lately, but Tennessee is not going to put up any if if that of a fight. I just I have no faith in what they're doing right now. Um I think ten, I think Indy wins by at least two touchdowns. That being said, I would absolutely start Peyton Manning. Don't let this interception scare you. Uh definitely start Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garcon. I would say no to Blair White, no to Austin Collie, who obviously isn't gonna play. Um if tight end Jacob Tammy plays <laughs> I think so. If Jacob Tammy plays, I would start him. If he doesn't, I'm not really interested in any of the other tight ends. Um, I'm going to say no to running back Javaris James, but yes to Donald Brown. Javaris James did not wow me last week. I think Brown's got more upside. And I would say yes to the kicker, but no to the defense. On the Tennessee side, I think they're going to be able to run the ball against Indianapolis, so I would go with Chris Johnson. I also... 
think that Jared Cook, the tight end, the rookie tight end, is going to get more action this week. So I would say yes to him and no to the other tight end, Bo Scaife. I'd say no to quarterback Kerry Collins, no to wide receivers Justin Gage and Nate Washington, maybe to Kenny Britt and Randy Moss, depending on what the rest of your lineup looks like. No to the defense and no to kicker Rob Peronis. All right. Pretty easy. <laughs> yep. Now here goes here the next game is one that everybody will undoubtedly be calling up their local T V state their local uh their their local uh, CBS affiliate to try to get them to televise this one, and that's Cleveland at Buffalo, one of the marquee games this week. Um, Obviously. Quite honestly, yeah, I, I don't see... This is one of those games I don't see why anybody other than the people that live in Cleveland, the good people that live in Cleveland and Buffalo, would want to watch this. But uh, since they are still going to play the game, I might as well go and predict the final score. I think it'll be close, but I think Cleveland wins this on the strength of cough, Jake DeLome's passing cough, 21-17 <laughs> over Buffalo. Uh, I'm picking Buffalo, as I seem to do every week. <laughs> I How's think that working out that, for you? I think your score's on 21-17. I just think it's going to be reversed. Okay. I really feel like if Buffalo's going to win some games, these are the kinds of teams they need to be beating. Any, anything Jake DeLome is quarterbacking is a beatable team. Um, Pretty good the last Cleveland, couple weeks. I am. I am not. I'm not ever going to be on the Jake Delhomme bandwagon. I'm going to say no to Jake Delhomme. Um, on the off chance Colt McCoy starts, no, no to anybody they're going to put under center there. Um, the only person I'm definitely looking to start is Peyton Hillis. I would say maybe to Muhammad Massaqua. No to any other wide receiver. Maybe to tight end Ben Watson. No kicker. No defense. Uh, for Massaqua and Watson, that's really going to depend on what your roster looks like. So you wouldn't start the defense, even though you think that they're not going to give up more than uh, 21 points? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, checking. Pretty simple. So for <laughs> Buffalo, I'm going to say go ahead and start Fred Jackson. I think he bounces back from last week. You know, obviously Cleveland's run defense isn't anything near what the Vikings is. Yes to wide receiver Steve Johnson and yes to the defense. No to quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. No to running back C.J. Spiller. No to kicker Ryan Lindell. And I'm on the fence about wide receivers Lee Evans and David Nelson maybe as a flex play if you're really desperate. Not even in a two-quarterback league you wouldn't play Ryan Fitzpatrick this week? Mm, Maybe in a two-quarterback league, but... um, If by maybe you mean... Definitely. <laughs> he, nah. Well, given all the other guys that are hurt this week and, and the other options that are out there, yeah, of course I'm going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick before I start you know, John Skelton or, or Richard Bartle. But uh, I, I just, for your sake, if you're in the playoffs, chances are you're not having to start Ryan Fitzpatrick even in a two-quarterback league. But if you do, uh, good luck. Yep. <laughs> Well, let's move on to a game that will at least have more scoring, although it may not be as close. I actually think it's going to be reasonably close. I I think Detroit matches up about as well with Green Bay as, you know, as any team would with Green Bay at this point, you know, just 
I think they don't have much of a running game. Detroit, you know, Green Bay's good at stopping the run. Uh, Detroit's a little better on the pass. The the only thing, of course, is that Drew Stanton is quarterbacking now, but he yeah. he gave a pretty good accounting for himself last week. So I think they keep it fairly close. But I do agree, Green Bay's going to win twenty-seven twenty-one. Um, I think Green Bay is going to score more than that, and I I think they win by 10 points or more. And that's not just because I'm a total Aaron Rodgers homer. I just, I would feel better about Detroit staying close in this game if Stafford or Sean Hill were playing, but Drew Stanton I'm not totally sold on yet. Um, fantasy-wise, I think there's a lot of value in Green Bay this week. Obviously, you start Aaron Rodgers. I think Greg Jennings and Donald Driver both must starts as well. Uh, James Jones, I'm going to say take a pass on this week. Running back, Brandon Jackson, I, you know, he didn't look great last week, but he is the starter for the moment. He's a maybe for me. Um, James Starks, the rookie who came on fairly strong last week, I would say is a maybe. He might be a nice waiver wire pickup, which we'll talk about later. Uh, no tight end. Yes to the kicker and yes to the defense, because I don't think Detroit's going to score a ton. On the Detroit side, I would say go ahead and start Calvin Johnson and tight end Brandon Pettigrew. I would say quarterback Drew Stanton is a maybe. Wide receiver Nate Burleson is a maybe. No to running backs Javid Best and Maurice Morris. Best is apparently still questionable with his toe injury. No to the defense and no to kicker David Rayner. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. In the same general part of the country, we've got the Giants traveling to face the Vikings, and both teams are a little bit beat up. The Giants actually do not match up that well with Minnesota, but I just think Minnesota is... is you know, Tavares Jackson is probably their better option at quarterback this week, which gives you an idea of how their week is going to shape up. And I think the Giants are just going to harass whoever the quarterback is this week. And I think they'll win it on the strength of their defense. I anticipate a final score of Giants 24, Vikings 17. Now, I I think the Giants, I think they win this game. I think it, it depending how long Brett Favre stays in, is going to depend on how close this actually is. So you think if he gets knocked out earlier that it'll be closer? or, or, or I not think so if close? Brett Favre, the longer Brett Favre is in, the bigger the Giants' lead is going to be. Wow. <laughs> I think he's just. I think he's more of a liability this week. And I, I don't like Tavares Jackson, but Brett Favre can't lift his arm over his head right now. How's he going to throw a football? But He'll just throw shovel I, passes all day. <laughs> I just... I, I mean, the Giants have knocked out a handful of quarterbacks this season. They've ended a few seasons for uh, multiple guys. And I don't know if, I mean, obviously Brett Favre is going to start this game. I think come hell or high water, it's going to happen, even if he can't lift his arm over his head. I don't know how long he lasts, and I think there's potential that the Giants could end Brett Favre's career with one hit this week. Like, it could get pretty serious, and I think the Giants win this pretty handily. Hmm. So you don't think Favre will try to play left-handed? Honestly, I have no idea with him. <laughs> I, th- I think he would do it if it meant the difference between ending his streak and not. He would go out there, throw one pass left-handed, and then you know claim like he hurt his shoulder and then come off. Well, but, I mean, he's well, almost he's almost at 300 consecutive starts, and I think that's 
that's kind of a huge number for him. Um, we should just start a big kicker or something then. I I guess. But that being said, I I'm really only looking to start Eli Manning in a two quarterback league. Uh, unless of course all your other options are hurt and you're you know in a one quarterback league, but I just I don't have enough confidence. <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough confidence in him against the Minnesota defense to say go ahead and start him as a top twelve quarterback. Um, I would start Mario Manningham if Hakeem Nix plays. I'd play him. Um, Derek Hagan I think is an interesting flex option, and Steve Smith is a maybe. I don't know if he's going to play or not this week, but it's something to think about if you have him. See how your lineup looks. See what happens come Sunday. Um, and I'm looking to start both Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw because I think they're – I just – I don't really think you can start one over the other. I think they're both going to give you enough value to start in either league. Um, but Do you trust them against Kevin Minnesota's Boss, run defense? I feel better about them than I do against, than I do about Eli against Minnesota's defense. Okay. I would say no to the tight end, yes to the kicker, but no to the defense. For Minnesota, Adrian Peterson is questionable with his ankle injury still. If he's healthy enough to start, you want to start him even against the Giants' defense, primarily because the Vikings aren't going to be able to throw, and therefore Peterson or whoever is running for them is going to be their best and option. So. Uh, he's he's also supposedly kind of beat up, but he missed practice I today. Is. I think for unspecified reasons. Uh, that's true. I mean, when you get to week fourteen <laughs> in in the NFL, I'm, I'm, who isn't beaten up? But uh, yep. so running back Adrian Peterson would be a yes. Tight end Desante Shanko would be a yes for me, as would be the 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 Vikings defense. I'd say no to the Vikings quarterback, whether it's Brett Favre, Tavares Jackson, Fran Tarkington, whomever. Running back, Toby Gerhardt would be a no for me, and wide receivers, Sidney Rice and Percy Harvin would also be no's for me. Uh, Rice is questionable with his hip injury, Harvin, who knows, with his migraines, and I'd also say no to kicker Ryan Longwell. If Percy Harvin plays, I think it's hard to put, leave him on your bench with the kind of potential that he has. I just Who's going to get him the ball? I think I don't know. I want to still start him, though. (laughs) You can start him. He'll look great. He'll outrun everybody, but nobody will get the ball to him. But anyway, we'll see. (laughs) All right, moving right along here, we've got another doozy of a game. We've got the Cincinnati Pussycats on the road with the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. And after last week and the Monday and the um, Sunday night game, you would think Pittsburgh would just steamroller them, but I'm not so sure that happens. I think Cincinnati keeps this game reasonably close, primarily on the strength of Carson Palmer's passing, because I don't think there's any way, shape, or form they're going to run against Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh manages to pull it out on the strength of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's arm, and I'll go with a score of 24-21. I think that I agree that Cincinnati's going to keep this close. I don't know if I believe they're going to score that many points between the two of them. Um, I just, I'm not comfortable saying that I'm going to put a team's efforts on Carson Palmer's arm right now because <laughs> he's been so, so bad lately. Um, I think Pittsburgh wins, even though Ben Roethlisberger's got a broken face. Uh, fantasy-wise, I really am not interested in starting Carson Palmer this week unless you're in a two-quarterback league and you really have to. Um, I would start Terrell Owens. 
I'd sit Ochocinco this week, though. Statistically, over his career, he's had trouble against Pittsburgh. Plus, he's frustrated. They're just not really clicking right now, and T.O. is getting the majority of the targets. Although, I think Jordan Shipley is an interesting flex option. I would say no to Cedric Benson. I agree with you. I don't think there's going to be a lot of running happening against the Steelers' defense. No tight end, no kicker, no defense. Not a lot happening for Cincinnati this week. Be interesting. Ocho Cinco, I think, was actually their leading receiver last week. And as you pointed out before, Owens is not 100% right now, but we'll see. That could be interesting. I, I still like Shipley just because he seems like he's catching a lot of the underneath stuff, and maybe that's all Cincinnati's going to have time to throw. But we'll see. That, that could get interesting. So for Pittsburgh. I think it'll be a good um, game to watch. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. I hope so. If it's a boring game, then at least there are other. Um, there are not many other appealing options on in the early games, unfortunately. <laughs> but So quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, I would start him, assuming that his nose holds up. I would say yes to running back Richard Mendenhall. He should run wild on Cincinnati's defense. Yes to wide receivers Heinz Ward and Mike Wallace, and yes to the Steelers' defense. I'd say no to tight end Heath Miller, who is questionable with a concussion. Questionable is probably generous. No to kicker Sean Sweesom, and maybe if you're hard up for a flex player, maybe you could start uh, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Whoa. All right. <laughs> I think I'm off track there. Um, I mean, I think that might be a little a little strong of a prediction for this week, but we'll All see. All right, write it down. We'll, we'll come back. I mean, if, if anybody loses their right. playoff match out there, we want to hear from you next week. If you start Emmanuel Sanders and you lose your playoff match this week, we want to hear from you. So next comes the game that I was – I had it marked on my calendar and was really excited about it, and now I'm no longer excited about it. It's Oakland at Jacksonville, and the reason I was excited about it was because it was going to be the battle of the Zach Millers, but now Oakland Zach Miller has gone off and gotten hurt apparently, so this doesn't – look like uh, it's quite as appealing a game as I thought it would be. In spite of Zach Miller, Oakland, Zach Miller's injury, I still think Oakland's going to win this game. I know Jacksonville's in first and Oakland isn't, but I think Oakland started to show signs of life again last week, and in beating San Diego, I was shocked. Apparently you weren't. But um, I think Oakland wins this game by a field goal, 27-24. You know, the one week I pick San Diego, they go and lose. <laughs> I've been picking against them all season. I finally go with them, and they lose. Maybe that's the secret. I'm curious um, to see if you're going to pick against them this week. I guess we'll, we'll find out later. We'll I, I don't like either of these teams. I don't like either of these quarterbacks, but I think Jacksonville wins this. I think they win by 10 points. I have no faith in Oakland, even though they did beat San Diego last week. Obviously, I'm not as high on San Diego as the rest of the world, so I wasn't quite as impressed as everybody else. I would only use Jason Campbell if you have to. I would say maybe to Jacoby Ford at wide receiver. No to Lewis Murphy. Yes to running back Darren McFadden. He's the only guy I really feel super strong about starting on this team this week. And I would say no to the tight end, no to the kicker, no to the defense. I don't think there's a ton of fantasy value to be had here. What do you think about Michael Bush? He looked pretty good last week, and I think he had just as many yards as McFadden did. I just feel like Oakland's giving the push to McFadden more than Michael Bush. They seem more committed to getting him the ball, but, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> we'll see. There's a first time for everything, I guess. So, I guess. for Jacksonville, 
I would say yes to running back Maurice Jones-Drew, yes to tight end Mercedes Lewis, no to quarterback David Garrard, no to wide receivers Mike Sims-Walker, who's still questionable with his ankle injury, and no to Mike Thomas, no to the defense, no to kicker Josh Scobie, and maybe as a flex to Rashad Jennings, who they seem to be using more and more in relief of Maurice Jones-Drew. So that's all i got to say about that game. All right, let's keep rolling. All right. Atlanta at Carolina. I don't see how Carolina is going to score at all. Maybe they'll score 14 points, but that's I'm not even convinced of that. Generous. Yeah, probably. I'll I'll go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt, but I think Atlanta wins this game by 24-14 and that might even be sliding Atlanta a little bit, but that's what I'll yeah. go with. I think Atlanta's scoring at least 30 points in this game and I don't know if Carolina's going to get into double digits. I just Carolina's a mess. Atlanta's firing on all cylinders. They look so good right now. Um, you definitely start Matt Ryan. You definitely start Roddy White. Uh, you definitely start running back Michael Turner. I would say maybe Michael Jenkins is a flex player if you need somebody there. Tight end Tony Gonzalez, if he plays, I would definitely start. I would say yes to kicker and yes to defense because I don't think Carolina's scoring that much. All right, for Carolina, I'm going to say yes to Jonathan Stewart, who I assume is going to be starting for them this week, although one never knows. I'd say yes to tight end Dante Rosario, and I'd say yes to the defense just because I don't think Atlanta scores more than 24 points. If I'm wrong, then you don't want to start the defense, but we'll see. I would say no. They actually match up pretty They match up pretty well with Atlanta. They're their defensive strengths, but we'll see. I'd say no to quarterback Jimmy Clausen just because he's Jimmy Clausen. I'd say no to running back Mike Goodson because he's questionable with his shoulder injury and it looks like Jonathan Stewart's healthy again. I'd say no to wide receiver Brandon LaFell, no to kicker John Casey, and maybe to wide receiver Steve Smith, who's showed signs of life again last week, but again I'm just not confident Jimmy Clausen can get him the ball consistently enough for him to matter. All right. I'm I just I don't even want to talk about Carolina anymore. They just make me frustrated. <laughs> and the fact oh. that you think they'll score fourteen points and you should start the defense also makes me frustrated. All right, well we'll see. You don't have to start them. So <laughs> I'm not gonna but, All right. So now moving on to another game which I'm sure is gonna rate high on the excitement meter for a lot of people and that's Tampa Bay at Washington. This game, uh, Washington's a mess right now. I just don't see how they can beat anybody. I think Tampa Bay reeling a little bit, but I think they're going to rebound, and I think they win this game 28-17. I agree with you. I know it doesn't happen often, but I do. I just Washington is such a disaster right now. I just feel bad for their fans because their franchise, like every aspect of it, is so such a mess. Like It's just sad. Tampa Bay. So bad for Albert Hainsworth because he's not getting a chance I don't. to play the four three defense there. <laughs> I if there's one person in the world I don't feel bad for, it's Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> okay. I I like what Tampa Bay is doing. I like they've got like a lot of young players. I think within a couple of years they're gonna be a real threat. But right now I think beating Washington won't be too terrible of a task. I think Josh Freeman's probably still only a two-quarterback league start, although he will be, you know, giving you some points this week. He's not going to usurp any of the top 12 guys. I would say yes to wide receiver Mike Williams. He's actually the league leader in in receptions for rookies. He's having a nice little year out in Tampa Bay. 
Otherwise, wide receivers, I'm not really excited about any of the others. Running back with Garrett Blunt, I think he can start. I think he can start tight end Kellen Winslow, but I would say no to the kicker. And I, I'm on the fence about the defense. I mean, they're not a huge powerhouse, but I honestly just don't think that Washington has enough offensive firepower to really put up a ton of points. Agreed. Yeah. For Washington, I would say the only person on Washington I would want to start this week is. Can you guess? Hmm. I'll give I you a hint. It's Chris Cooley. The suspense so, is just killing me. <laughs> okay. So I think Chris Cooley is an excellent start. Yes, I, I knew you would. So I'd say no to quarterback Donovan McNabb, no to running back Ryan Terrain if he does play. He's questionable with his hamstring injury. No to the defense, no to kicker Graham Gano, which is I always like saying no to Gano. Maybe <laughs> wide uh, running backs James Davis, who looked pretty good for a short spell there against the Giants last weekend, and no to Q, yeah. and maybe, excuse me, maybe for um, James Davis and Keelan Williams. I just don't know who's going to get the carries there. And maybe to wide receivers Anthony Armstrong and Santana Moss. Armstrong actually looks like he's been the number one receiver there for the last couple weeks. Is, although again, he is that's on not really... paper. He's the number one receiver. He's got some. He's allegedly their deep threat, but I'm just not impressed by what he's shown so far. Yeah, I guess I'm more impressed than you are because he would be one of my recommended waiver wire pickups if he's still there in your league and you need somebody for the playoffs this week. But we can argue about that later. Yep, I'm sure we will. All right, <laughs> let's move on, as they say in the trades. So next game up, first of the late games, and actually stacking some late games this week. We've got St. Louis on the road against New Orleans, and Jen and I were talking before the show, and we're all we're both hoping that the, I guess Seattle plays at San Francisco this week, so one of the NFC West teams has to win. But we're hoping that the other three all lose because we want to see if it's possible for a team to make the playoffs not only with a sub 500 record, but maybe even a record of six and ten. So that would be pretty awesome if it happened. But the only way that's going to happen is if New Orleans holds up their part of the bargain and beats St. Louis this week. I think that happens. I think New Orleans New Orleans wins this game, maybe not as handily as some people think, but I'll go with a final score of New Orleans 24, St. Louis 20. I agree. I think I think St. Louis is going to keep this close the whole way. I just New Orleans isn't the super offensive firepower that they were last year. And I mean probably part of the reason is because their run game has been kind of in flux the whole season. It's been a revolving door, but Sam Bradford's really, he's been impressive in St. Louis. I just don't think they have quite enough offensive pieces to securely win this game. I think it would definitely be an upset, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout either. Um, I would start Sam Bradford in a two-quarterback league. I don't think I'm ready to make the jump there quite yet. Um, Maybe the wide receiver Denny Amendola. Otherwise, uh, I would say no to Denario Alexander, and I think Brandon Gibson's probably the only one I would definitely start out of that trio. Yes to running back Steven Jackson, of course, and no tight end, no kicker, no defense. For New Orleans, I would start Drew Brees. No, no brain surgery needed there. I would say yes to wide receiver Marcus Colston and yes to their defense. I would say no to running 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 backs, not running backs. Running backs <laughs> Reggie Bush and Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas actually looks like he might play this week. He's probable with his ankle injury, but 
like the Great Pumpkin before. We've we've been let down by Pierre Thomas many times, so I would not recommend mm-hmm. starting him. And I would say no to kicker Garrett Hartley. I would say maybe to running back Chris Ivory, depending on how your roster looks. Maybe to wide receivers Lance Moore, Robert Meacham, and uh, Devery Henderson. And maybe to tight ends Jeremy Shockey and uh, James Graham. Graham is Jimmy Graham. Graham's looked pretty good the last few weeks, but you know with Shockey back now and supposedly able to play, you know, I don't want to pin my hopes on uh, Graham. Yeah, I, they always like to give Shockey the push. He's the the big name tight end, but I think Graham's probably the better of the two at the moment. But Although, he doesn't have as many tattoos. Nope, he does not. <laughs> Which obviously is working against him in playing time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's how Sean Payton decides playing time. But anyway, moving right along to the most exciting game of the day, and that would be Seattle at San Francisco. What do you think about this one? I, I, I'll i go with San Francisco to win this game just because somebody has to, and I'll go with the final score of 27-17. I almost wish this game didn't have to be played. <laughs> like, um, to flip a popular saying on its head, it's a shame somebody <laughs> has to win this game. It is. It is a shame somebody has to win this game. I think... I. I don't. I think it could go either way. I don't really feel that strongly about either of these teams is going to be good enough to win a game. Um, just, I think maybe Seattle edges them out, but obviously I don't feel really strong about that. Matt Hasselbeck, I'd only start really in a two-quarterback league, and quite frankly there are significantly better options. Uh, Mike Williams, if he plays, I would start. Maybe Deion Butler. Maybe running back Marshawn Lynch, who had a quote-unquote big game last week, but he didn't break 100 yards, which shows you how bad Seattle is. We scored Uh, three touchdowns. That's not bad. San Francisco has only given up seven rushing touchdowns this year, though, all season. So I I don't think he's scoring three touchdowns this week. No, Uh, I I agree. I would say... I don't think Seattle scored three touchdowns. I... The defense, I might think about starting just because I think San Francisco really can't score, but I think you could say that about either defense in this game. I'm a little more optimistic about San Francisco's offense this week. Apparently they've decided that they're going to go with Alex Smith rather than Troy Smith this week, so Alex Smith is back. I would say yes, start him, just because I have no faith whatsoever in Seattle's pass defense. I'd say yes to Michael. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I like him. I'm agreeing with you. All right. I would say yes to wide receiver Michael Crabtree, yes to tight end Vernon Davis, yes to the defense, and yes to kicker Jeff Reed, who has apparently found life after Pittsburgh. I would say no to uh, running back Brian Westbrook, and I would actually say maybe for Anthony Dixon. I, I like him more than I like Westbrook, as we discussed last week. And also maybe for wide receiver Josh Morgan, if you're really desperate and you're battling injuries at wide receiver. Yeah, I think anybody you're starting, for the most part, out of these two teams, you've got to be kind of desperate. <laughs> Crabtree and Davis I could see, but that's about it. Yeah, let's move on to a game that's going to be better, hopefully. Hopefully, it should be. New England (laughs) is fresh off of their demolition of Chicago. If you remember last week, I predicted that the Giants were going to win against the Redskins by five touchdowns. Well, 
there was a New York team involved in a, not a five-touchdown game, but a six-touchdown game last week. But it was the Jets, not the Giants, and they were on the short end of the stick, not the long end of the stick. So the question is, is New England going to have a letdown or not? I don't think they do. I don't think they're going to have, obviously, as easy a time on the road against Chicago as they did at home against the Jets Monday night. But I think they still win this game. I think it's close, but I'll give it to New England 24-21. I don't know if I think it's going to be that close. I think New England wins, but I think it's probably by 10 points or more. I just I feel like they're going to kind of roll over Chicago a little bit. I mean, I I'm not as high on them as as some other people are and I'm quite frankly shocked that they're still leading their division. Um obviously sure how bad Green Bay is. Listen. <laughs> I'm just trying to instigate here. I know. I'm ignoring it, and I'm telling you, start Tom Brady, start Wes Welker, start Danny Woodhead and Dion Branch. I would even go and start Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. When it comes to tight ends, Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, I'm a little more partial to Hernandez, but obviously Gronkowski's been actually getting more points of late, although the problem is you never really know who's going to be the hot hand. So I would say maybe to both of them, it's going to depend on what your roster looks like, but I think there are probably better tight ends out there. Um, No kicker, no defense. I think Chicago is going to score points, but I don't think they're going to win the game. So you're not going to start Algie Crumpler in your playoffs this week? No, I think I'm going to try and hold back. Okay. (laughs) So for Chicago, I'm going to start running back Matt Forte. I'll start wide receiver Johnny Knox, who seems to have established himself pretty clearly as the number one option in their passing game there, although that's not saying a lot. So yes to tight end Greg Olson, yes to the defense, because I don't think New England's going to score more than 24. I'd say no to running back Chester Taylor, no to Robbie Gould, excuse me, Gould, and I'd say maybe to quarterback Jay Cutler. I'm sure he's heartbroken that Josh McDaniel got let go this week, so we'll have to see how his emotional state is on Sunday, whether he can, uh, you know, can uh, concentrate on the game, but I would say he's he's a maybe for me. And I'd say also maybe to wide receivers, Earl Bennett and uh, Devin Hester, again, just depending on what the rest of your wide receiver options look like. Move along? Fair enough. Let's keep rolling. All right, we've got five games left, and we'll next one up on the agenda here is Miami at the Jets. The Jets looked about as awful as a team can look on Monday night. Some people are wondering if they're going to win another game this year. I think they will, but I don't think it's going to be this week. I think Miami pulls the, I'll still call it an upset at this point. I don't think the Jets have been completely written off yet, but I think Miami wins this game 21-17. How do you see it? I wish I could say that I think that would happen because I definitely – like Miami as a fan more than the Jets, but I think the Jets bounce back. I think they're going to beat Miami, and I think it's something more like 24-21. I think it's close, but I think I think the Jets are going to take the lead early and keep it. I think Miami is just going to hang in there. Chad Honey, who I am a big fan of personally, I I just don't love the matchup against the Jets' defense. I think only in a two-quarterback league should you use him. Brandon Marshall's only a maybe, and that's if he plays. He's got a hamstring injury. The few games he has played within the last few weeks have been very underwhelming. He was also uh, upset about Josh McDaniel this week. I'm sure he is very brokenhearted about it. 
I'm also going to say no to the, no to Devon Bess and Brian Hartline, who may or may not have had surgery. <laughs> Maybe to Ronnie Brown, yes to Ricky Williams, no to tight end Anthony Fasano. I'm going to say yes to the kicker because I think that's how a lot of their points are getting scored this week, but no to the defense because clearly I think the Jets are going to score more points than they do. I hope it was Brian Hartline's middle finger, and I hope somebody asked him about it in the press conference, <laughs> and I hope he shows them which finger it was that got hurt. But anyway, on, on back to the game, which is the important stuff here. For the Jets, I would say yes to running back Sean Green and LaDainian Tomlinson. I think they're going to be able to run the ball against Miami. Yes to wide receiver Santonio Holmes, who has quickly become Mark Sanchez's favorite target. Yes to tight end Dustin Keller, and yes to the Jets' defense. I'd say no to Mark Sanchez. Just I still don't trust him. I think bad Mark Sanchez is coming back. I'd say no to wide receivers uh, Braylon Edwards and Jericho Cotri, and no to kicker Nick Folk, just because he used to play for Dallas. I mean, Nick Folk really was was doing some big things for a while, and he's kind of fallen off the map here. <laughs> yeah, I attribute that more to their offense rather than to him, but uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll maybe he'll win the game for them. We'll see. Who knows? So now this next game is is just uh, I don't even want to talk about this because I think it's going to be such a train wreck. But Denver is on the road at Arizona. Arizona, I, I just I don't see how they're going to win another game this year. I honestly don't, which means they'll probably win this one by 50. But I wouldn't bet on that. I think Denver wins this game by at least a couple touchdowns. I'll go with the final score: Denver 31, Arizona 14. And that's if Arizona can even score 14 points, and I'm not convinced they can. Yeah, I'm not totally either. Uh, the fact that Arizona may not win another game this season is okay by me. I think the Cowboys still have to play them. Um, Denver, I mean, I'm not super excited about Denver, uh, but obviously I think they're going to score a ton in this game. I don't see any way that they could not put up a ton of points here. Um, Kyle Orton, I think you can go ahead and start in any kind of league. I think you start Brandon Lloyd, and I'd start Eddie Royal, but probably no to Jamar Gaffney. He's too inconsistent, and he's really, when he does have quote-unquote good games, they're not really huge. Um, I would say yes to no Sean Marino, no to the tight end, no to the kicker, and I'd say yes to the defense just because Arizona's so bad, not really because Denver's defense is actually good. You know what I'm worried about in this game, and I think it has broader repercussions for all of football is that so far the two teams that fired their coaches Dallas and Minnesota both won their first two games after firing their coach obviously this Mm -hmm. is Denver's first game after firing Josh McDaniels so what I'm worried is going to happen is we'll come down to the last week of the season there'll be all these teams that need to win to get into their playoffs and they're going to fire their coach just you know thinking that it's good luck well, I think it could definitely become – it used to be kind of taboo to fire a coach mid-season. You know, it just really wasn't happening a ton, and now all of a sudden, you know, owners are getting aggressive and doing it, and I think we're going to be seeing it more in the next few years. There's just not going to be as, as much leeway for coaches because, as you said, guys are winning after firing coaches. It's like Yeah, but could you imagine two teams that both have to win to get into the playoffs so they both fire their coaches going into the game? Nobody, that's not going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. That's crazy. 
You were about to say stupid, but you uh, bit your tongue, but you can say it. <laughs> All right. No, I think it's so crazy, back... and I think you should tell us about Arizona. <laughs> okay, because we are running out of time here because I'm sidetracking us. Yes to mm-hmm. wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, no to quarterback Derek Anderson if he plays. If he doesn't, say no to quarterback John Skelton. Yeah, uh, no to wide receiver Steve Breston, who's questionable with a knee injury. No to early Doucette. No to his brother late Doucette. No to the defense. No to kicker uh-huh. Jay Feely. No to and maybe to running backs Tim Hightower and Beanie Wells, just because I don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball. They'll have to do something with it. And maybe to Ben Patrick, who I don't think I've even mentioned his name all season. But again, if they can't throw it to the wide receivers and that only leaves uh, Patrick and the running backs. So, anyway, enough of that game. Um, let's go on to Kansas City, Sands, Matt Castle. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't see there's any way that they win this game with Brody Croyle at quarterback, but unless San Diego just misses the team bus to the stadium or something like that, I, I just don't see how Kansas City can win this game. I, I think it'll be reasonably close just because I think Kansas City's defense will rise to the occasion, but I think San Diego wins 24-17. Plus San Diego um, has all those injured players too. So, Well, San Diego is the land of injuries, but they don't lose in December except for last week. Except for last week. <laughs> so, uh, I think they. I th- I'm going to pick them to win. And if they lose, I'm not going to be broken up about it. Um, Brody Croyle, not great. He's 0-9, as I mentioned before, as a Kansas City Chief. I would say there's really no circumstance where it would be a good idea to start him. Uh, although I would still definitely start Dwayne Bowe, who actually has surprisingly good numbers when Croyle's starter. So that's a bright spot, I think, and that may be one of few. I would say no to all the other wide receivers. The only other... You know, quasi-wide receiver I'd be interested in looking at here is tight end Tony Moyaki. I would say yes to Thomas Jones and Jamal Charles. Obviously, Charles, if you had to pick one of the two, but I think they're going to have to run the ball significantly more than they pass, so I think they're probably good options. No kicker, no defense. San Diego beats them. Do you think they'll be able to run against San Diego's run defense? I'm not convinced. Uh, I am. <laughs> I right, think they'll be able to run it. against them. <laughs> okay. So for San Diego, I would say yes to running back Mike Tolbert, yes to wide receiver Malcolm Floyd, who seems to be their only healthy wide receiver this week, and yes to the defense. I'd say no to kicker Nate Kading. I only have Philip Rivers down as a maybe this week, just because I'm not sure who he's going to be able to throw the ball to, although that hasn't seemed to stop him from this season so far. I would say maybe to wide receiver, say, uh, Ajiro Tutu, and maybe to Antonio Gates if he's healthy enough to play. He'll probably be hobbling around on crutches and still catch eight passes for 100 yards and two touchdowns. But uh, let's move on to one of the more interesting games of this weekend, that being Philadelphia at Dallas. So Dallas has looked a little better recently, but I think that Philadelphia is still the better team here, and I think they win this game 27-21. I think Dallas's win last week was more of a product of the Colts beating themselves than the Cowboys actually beating the Colts. And this is one of two weeks every season where I am more or less excommunicated from my family since I am a Cowboys fan and a family of Eagles fans living outside of Philadelphia. So. Have they ever tried to perform an exorcism on you? 
no, but I, uh, if I'm at the house with them, I'm not allowed to be on the same floor watching the game. So oh, that's harsh. That. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm obviously I'm an obnoxious Cowboys fan. Um, I do think that Philly wins this game. I just they have way too many weapons. They're good. Dallas is not. Just we don't have Des Bryant. I just the, the offense is not going to work anywhere nearly the same. I think you start Michael Vick, you start Deshaun Jackson, you start Jeremy Macklin. I would say no to Jason Avant. I'm not really excited about him or Brent Selick this week. I would say yes to running back LaShawn McCoy, and I'd say yes to the kicker, and I might even say yes to the defense. I'm not totally convinced the Cowboys put up a ton of points here. For the Cowboys, I think they're not going to be able to run. They they might run some, but I, I still think that John Kitten is going to have to throw a lot this game if they're going to be successful. So I actually would start him because I think he's going to have some success. I think Miles Austin, you start him just by default. Kitten has got to throw to somebody. And tight end Jason Witten, I would also start him. He's questionable with an ankle injury, but if he's well enough to make it on the field, you should start him. I'd say no to running back Marion Barber, who's all banged up. No to the defense. No to kicker David Beeler. Felix Jones and Tashard Choice, maybe his flex options, maybe Roy Williams, just because somebody's got to start opposite Austin. And <laughs> we were talking about this before, too, but I think that Martellus Bennett might actually get some more playing time this week at uh, you know, at, at a third wide receiver's expense. So I would expect, I, I think Bennett might actually be worthwhile as a flex player if you need him and you're desperate. I don't, I don't know if, the, I mean, you can pick him up, but I don't know if, Philadelphia is the team you want to start him against. I think in the coming weeks he may be more valuable, but I don't know how much he actually brings to the table this week. Well, bookmark it and we'll check that next week then. <laughs> All right. And if if you're if I'm right, we'll talk about it, and if you're right, we won't talk about it next week. Oh I'm yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair. Well, I thought so. Uh huh. Let's keep going. All right. So the Monday night game, Baltimore at Houston. This Baltimore coming off a tough loss. Houston has been, well, I don't know. The Gary Kubiak's on borrowed time there, I think. But I think Baltimore wins this game 24-21, but it should be a pretty entertaining game to watch, even if there isn't a lot of scoring. What do you think? Uh, I'm excited to watch this game. I, I'm still confused every week I say this about how Houston can lose so many games when they actually have talent to be good, but I think Joe Flacco leads Baltimore to a victory. I think they win by touchdown. I don't know if I think it's as close as you think it'll be, but I think it will be good the whole way through, which will be nice. Um, I would start Joe Flacco. I'd start Anquan Bolden. I'd start Derek Mason. Um, Definitely no to TJ Hushmanzada. No to Todd Heap, who's probably not playing. Yes to Ray Rice. No to the kicker, and maybe to the defense. I'm not really feeling I, – I would lean towards yes, but I think that's going to depend on what your options are. Right on the Houston side, I would say yes to Arian Foster. I would say yes to Andre Johnson if he's able to play. He's still questionable with that high ankle sprain, although he's been playing with that apparently since week two. I would say yeah. yes to either Joel Dreesen or Owen Daniels, whoever gets the start there. Daniels is questionable with a hamstring, but he may make it back this week. I'd say no to quarterback Matt Schaub. I don't think he's going to throw for a lot of yards against Baltimore's defense. No to wide receivers Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones, and no to kicker Neil Rackers. 
All right. We made it with a few minutes to spare. <laughs> All right. So I have two very important things that we need to talk about before we go off the air this week. First of all, I want to wish you a, a very belated, no, a belated very happy birthday. I almost said very belated, but it's not that belated. It's only a few days, but happy birthday, Jana. Thank you. Thank you very much. And the Cowboys <laughs> even treated you to a win. I know. That was pretty nice of them. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, too. And the other thing I just want to talk about briefly is we, we promised we weren't going to talk about our, our fourth and inches fantasy football leagues on the show much, but this week I just think it's really curious. We have two fourth and inches leagues. In the first one, I'm on the outside looking in in the playoffs right now. I have a chance to qualify, but in order to do that, I have to beat Jana's team, which is already out of the playoff hunt in that league. So <laughs> you might say, well, no big deal, but it just turns out in fourth and inches too the second league that the situation is exactly the opposite. I'm already on the outside, and there's no way I can make it into the playoffs in that league. And Jana's on the outside looking in, but if she wins, she'll probably get in. So she has to go through me to get that. So we could both get in each other's way, which means what's probably going to happen is that you'll beat me in the league where I'm trying to get in, and I'll beat you in the league where you're trying to get in, yeah. and we'll and nobody, both be crying in our beer. <laughs> That's right. We'll both be crying in our beer this weekend, then, um, or whatever you're, you're favorite drink is but anyway it brings up um, any tips for people on strategies for the playoff weeks do you do anything differently we talked about this a little last week but would you look any more closely at at um, matchups in a playoff week than you would in a regular season just knowing that if you're wrong that uh, your season is over then i just i kind of feel like i have the same strategy all season you know, I'm not a big I'm not a big trader. I'm not a big waiver wire person. I kind of get my team, I stick with them, and I find matchups I like and players that I like and who works and who doesn't. I just kind of stick with it. I don't really play playoffs differently than I do any other week. Okay, here's a quick case in point. If you had Matt Schaub as the quarterback for your playoff team this week, would you start him against Baltimore's defense or no? Uh, it would depend who my other quarterback options were. I I would hope I didn't have to, but if my other quarterback Suppose it were really Matt Ryan or someone like that. Or Josh I Freeman or I would start I would start Matt Ryan, obviously, or both of them. Okay. Um, How about Josh Freeman if I had to or pick, if I had to pick Ryan between Josh Freeman and Matt Schaub or Josh Freeman and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'd go Ryan Fitzpatrick. Over Schaub? I I'm higher I It'd be close. I think I might I might go Schaub over him matchup wise this week, but oh. I don't know. I just I just I don't I don't really change my strategy too much. But since I know you do because we play fantasy sports totally opposite of each other, <laughs> what's your advice? I I think I. We talked about this a little last week, but I do pay more attention. I, I always pay more attention to matchups than most people do, but particularly in the playoff weeks, even if it's Larry Fitzgerald, if I think he has a lousy matchup you know, as opposed to a lousy quarterback, I would still... The only reason I'm starting him this week is that I think that Skelton, even if he throws five-yard passes, they'll figure out some way to get Fitzgerald involved and turn him loose then. But I, I do think you need to pay a lot of attention to the running backs and I mean to the matchups and if you're starting somebody just because you, know, you, you drafted him in the first round this this year I, I think that's a mistake I think you always need to look at the matchups so 
I, I think I'm Maybe. repeating myself, so why don't I throw it back yep. to you? <laughs> We're just about out of time, but uh, we did not get to touch on waiver wire pickups just because we ran a little long this week. You can go to fantasyfootballfantasy.com. Uh, and you can find us here next week from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are every week. We'll be talking about key injuries from Week 14, Week 15 game analysis, as usual. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. We'll be there Sunday morning answering your questions. You can also email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Visit the fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. Thank you very much, and thank you for the happy birthday. <laughs> yes, thanks for listening, and good luck to your playoff teams this weekend, Jen. I, I mean, your uh, your teams against mine. I hope they both finish second. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>